are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mama podcast with me, your host, Sydney Ross, the Motivated Mama. So today we're going to be discussing negative grandparenting. Um, So I'm smiling because this is something that I'm very passionate about, but I'm not excited that I'm passionate about it. You know, I'm not excited that this is an issue that we're having to face. Um, But it is something that I've experienced a lot of and I've witnessed a lot of other people experience the same thing so when I see you know through social media and especially through TikTok now which is like a major thing you know everything that's going on in the world and you kind of feel like I'm not alone in this shit you know a lot of people are discussing this particular topic as an issue and majority of the people that I do see discussing this topic are in my age range so I am 30 years old and I see people from like 25 to you know up to early mid 40s saying that this particular issue is one that they are facing as well um so of course we have to discuss it we have to talk about it um so just a quick disclaimer when I discuss issues like this negative issues like this it is not to make anyone feel bad It is not to shit on grandparents or shit on a particular generation. Um, It's just to shed light on issues so that way we are able to move forward in a more positive manner. It is for those grandparents who are hearing it and saying, "Uh uh-oh, like a light bulb goes off, like I'm doing this and this is how it makes them feel and take accountability to make change. And it's for us as a generation before we have grandparents to realize, okay, these are the issues. Let's not do this when it's our turn. Let's be better. Um, Let's break this trauma. Let's stop the stigma. Um, So that is why we do this. It is not to make anybody feel bad. It is not to say everybody's a bad grandparent. It's simply to just shed light on a real issue. And to let people know just because some things seem normal does not mean those things are okay because it has been become a norm. It's not okay. And negative grandparenting has become a norm. That is not okay. And like many other people, I'm not accepting it. Um, And we want to see how we can make a change and make this different. Um, So first, I'm going to get into a short story time because I could go on and on and on and on and on about negative grandparenting. Um, But I did a Facebook survey, again, through the page, through the Motivated Mama page, asking people, you know, when it comes to grandparenting, what issues have you experienced firsthand when it comes to the grandparents of your children? So these are the results. So we've had people saying lack of support. So, you know, lack of involvement from the grandparent. Lack of true relationship 
from the grandparent. Lack of respecting boundaries when it comes to the children and things that you're saying or doing or how you're acting in front of the children. Lack of support in those boundaries that you've set as a parent. Negative, negativity when it comes to your parenting choices and decisions and the type of parenting role that you want to play. So negativity when it comes to that. Favoritism has been a big one for some as well. Um, unfortunately, I've dealt with many of these um, firsthand when it comes to, you know, the grandparents of my children. But before I go into the negativity that I've experienced, I want to shed light on positive grandparenting because that is a thing. And bless you if you have, you know, grandparents and your children have grandparents who have had a positive effect on you. So, um, and this is where we get our standard. This is how we know when stuff is kind of not going right, when you've experienced positivity. You can tell the difference. Um, so a lot of times you will hear me say that I feel like I received my parenting style and the way that I mother my children from my grandmothers because they were extremely nurturing women. Um, I had two grandmothers who were extremely active in my life. I did have another grandmother who was, you know, around, but she wasn't extremely active. You know, we seen her on a regular basis, but she wasn't the one babysitting us you know we didn't just hang out at her house um but I did have two so I had my great grandmother and we called her granny nurse and she lived two minutes from us and then I had my granny Marie and she's always she's the highlight of my life I could cry talking about her. She is still my heart and my joy. I'm so glad that I still have her with me. I'm so glad that my children, you know, still get to see her. Um, but my Granny Marie is just like my my joy. She is my joy. And that's what I want my children to feel when it comes to me. And that's what I wished my children felt when it came to their grandparents. But I grew up with very, very involved grandmothers and when I say that they didn't do a lot of stuff so like in a previous episode we discussed everything that that glitters ain't gold so you know all the fancy stuff my grandmothers did not do that my grandmothers weren't constantly taking us first of all my great-grandmother never drove as long as I can remember I've never seen her drive we never left the house when we went to her house um they didn't do spectacular shit. They didn't buy expensive things. Like, if anything, my Granny Marie bought me stuff, but we went thrifting. Like, it wasn't us going to the mall and her spending thousands of dollars, you know? For the most part, when I went to my grandmother's houses, I was at my grandmother's houses. We didn't really leave the house. Um, but they were so involved when we were there. I remember doing arts and crafts with both of them. I remember, and this is my maternal great-grandmother and then my paternal grandmother. So this is on two different sides. So I remember doing arts and crafts with both of them. I remember, you know, playing games with both of them. 
I remember my great grandmother playing the piano and I would dance around the living room while she would play the piano. I remember her doing sensory activities, even though that wasn't even a thing when I was a child or it was a thing, but you know, it wasn't label placed on it. Like sensory beings, like she would actually do sensory activities with us. I mean, it was just always a lot of involvement. My granny Marie had so many in-depth conversations with me. She would hold me. She was saying to me, she probably rocked me until I couldn't fit in her freaking lap anymore. Every time we got sick, we went to our grandmother's houses. You know, I don't remember my mother or my father like nursing us back to health. Like we went to our grandmother's houses when, when I had chicken pox. I went to my grandmother's house when I had the flu, pneumonia, all of that. We went to our grandmother's houses because they nurtured us. They loved us. They healed us. They were the epitome of strong, amazing, loving black grandmothers. And I'm so grateful that I was able to experience that as a child. The only thing that has become difficult for me is because I had such a beautiful experience with grandparents. Even my grandfather, who I call my boom boom, I love my boom boom. Um, he was, you know, he wasn't super hands on, but he was there. You know, he built uh, me a swimming pool in the backyard, like out of like bricks and stuff. Like he built me a swimming pool. He, you know, would sit on the back uh, swing with us. He had like a porch swing. He would sit on the back swing and swing and talk to me. He would ask me, you know, what did I learn at church? I would rub his bald head every time I seen him. So I had like a deep connection with my grandfather as well. And so, like I said, the hardest part about having that really positive nurturing environment with your grandparents is when you have your children and that becomes the expectation of grandparenting. And so then when you have your children and you don't see them receive any of that, it's heartbreaking. It's disturbing. And it's even more disturbing because for me, it's not just the lack of relationship or you're not giving a damn to be around. To me, it's the negativity that also is involved with that. You know, it's the overstepping of boundaries. It's the favoritism that's involved. Like you care clearly more about other grandchildren than you do about other grandchildren. You know, you make a clear distinction on who you, who you care about and who you don't care about. You know, when the children are around, even the favorite ones, when they are around, the language that you're using when you're speaking to them. You know, I never in life ever heard my grandparents cuss at me. Like, my granny every now and then be like, oh, shit, when she, like, messed up or did something. That was rare. But I heard her say, like, shit or damn every now and then. I've never heard my grandmothers use the F word. My grandmothers never got so angry with me that they screamed and yelled at me and cussed me out. Um, you know, every now and then my granny would, my great granny would, you know, she had this little fly swatter and she'll hit us with it if we was like out of line every now and then. But 
other than that, like, that was rare, too. Like, she wasn't beating my ass every time I went around. It was just like, sit your ass down now, you know, and with, tap me with the fly swatter. Nothing that ever even made me cry. But seeing your children receive, like, a completely different version of grandparenting, right? So we see lack of support and lack of true relationship. We don't see the nurturing aspect. Um, you know, and I seen this TikTok of this mom discussing this. And she said, you know, one big thing when it comes to these grandparents is what they see as grandparenting. Their whole vision on grandparenting is messed up. Um, so a lot of times they'll say that we want them to be grandparents because we want them to raise our kids. Like they equate that to grandparenting, um, which is kind of sick. So just to drop a little kind of like statistics on you what I've noticed so this isn't this is motivated mama statistics this isn't like written down like this isn't a college study um what I've noticed the issue or where I've noticed the issue is is it's like a generational thing right so it's a particular generation of grandparents that we're seeing this become a norm with so the boomer generation is people who are born between 1946 and 1964. The generation X generation is people bef born between 1965 and 1985. So that's a big ass gap, right? So the generation we're discussing are late bloom, uh, late boomers and early gen X. So like, not old ass boomers, like not 1946 ass boomers. <laughs> like we talking like those, those uh, early 60s, those parents, like those people who was born like late 50s, early 60s, but more mainly those early 60s grandparents. And we're not talking about those late Gen Xers. We're not talking about 1985. They got kids that's my kids' ages. We're not discussing them. We're talking about the early Gen Xers. So... I'm going to say my range is those parents who were in their late 50s to late 60s. They're fucking issue. So with that being said, we have this particular generation who have this weird mentality of what we expect from them as grandparents. So I posted this TikTok video and I basically on my personal page saying, you know, these grandparents need to learn some stuff because it was this girl and she's like dropping stats. Like, you know, she's talking about our parenting, you know, since grandparents always want to be like, you just want to drop your kids to live your life or you just want me to raise your kids and you mad because I'm not doing that. She actually did drop some true statistics <laughs> that were written up by different colleges, you know, studies that different colleges did on actual parenting. And it's been shown that parents today, and mainly because of like the pandemic and stuff, but it compared parenting today, modern parenting, to parenting in the like 60s, 70s, when we were still in that stay-at-home mom, you know, husband go to work, we live in these suburbs, stay-at-home mom type of shit. So even though back then, back in the day, they were stay-at-home moms, they did live in safer communities where the kids did what? Woke up, ate breakfast, and went the fuck outside. 
and played all day long until they came in for lunch and they came in for dinner and they were in. Um, versus today, a lot of us are not comfortable just sending our kids outside to play because we don't have neighborhoods that are made up of just a bunch of kids outside riding bikes and playing anymore. It's just a whole different, you know, generation. It's just not like that anymore. So back in the day, the average amount of actual one-on-one time that children spent with their parents was an hour and a half a day. Even though mama's home all day, an hour and a half of actual one-on-one connection time with their children because their children were out and about. They were not in the house up under their mamas all day. Compared to now, the stay-at-home mom today in modern parenting, the average one-on-one time that a child receives with their mother is over five and a half hours a day. So for all of those grandparents who want to say, you just want me to keep your kid because you want me to raise you. It's like, actually, you didn't even raise me. And I actually have a relationship with my child so much so that I just need a fucking break because I spend over five and a half hours a day with them in my face. Like I spend this much time with my child actually interacting, playing games, cooking with them, feeding them, you know, doing these things. I have a true relationship with my children. So when I made the post saying, hey, grandparents, you need to learn a lesson. Of course, you get all the toxic grandparents that come out of the woodwork, ready to defend themselves, which is crazy. So one thing I got was I told my daughter I will only babysit if she goes to work. That's the only time I'm babysitting because that's the only time that she needs help. And with that, it's like, so you feel like you feel like your child or your yeah, your child only needs real help when she goes to work. Why? You feel like the only time you, you need to be a scheduled in grandparent. That's the only time your kid needs help. I had another one saying, I never expected my parents to do anything. I never took my kids or dropped my kids off to my parents. You know, if I wanted to go out, if I wanted to do anything, my children stayed with someone else. I got a babysitter. I never expected that. So because you set an expectation yourself, or I don't know if your parents said that they weren't going to watch your kids, you're just going to keep that going because that's the expectation that you set for yourself. So now forget your kid. And it's almost like a jealousy thing or it's almost like I have to – get my back mine's back you know like I didn't get it so they're not gonna get it that's immature as hell like you need to get therapy because that's really messed up I had someone else say I do all of this stuff for my grandparent my grandchildren I love being a grandmother but anything outside that I volunteer to do they pay me I make my kids pay me that is sick, y'all. Like, you, you're justifying making your kids pay you to do that. And then, of course, I had someone come for me when it came to me receiving more access or my children receiving more access from grandparents. So, basically, it was put as, 
when I was working, my mother would keep my daughter for me when I was working. Um, but now I'm a stay at home mom and I have a husband, so I don't need help. And I think when it comes to grandparenting, the common thing that I'm seeing is when we need help, when we need help, when we need help. Where is the relationship between grandparent and grandchild? When is that important? Because all I'm hearing is a lot of grandparents complaining about helping when it's a relationship. I'm not helping my kids being a parent. I have a relationship with my children being a parent. You're a grandparent. You should feel morally obligated to have a healthy relationship with your grandchildren. You know, you should, that should be something that you want to do. That should be a gift. You know, you see other grandparents who are like so excited and happy to have grandchildren and they just love them. You know, you see those grandparents who are saying, you know, I can't explain it. But when you have a grandchild, the love just grows. It's like you almost love your grandchildren more than you love your own children because it's just that magical to them. So you go from that grand type of grandparent to grandparents who are literally defending being shitty fucking human beings because that's what it is at the end of the day. That's not being a grandparent. You're a babysitter. You see yourself as a babysitter and you don't want to be anything other than that. So I could go on and on and on about these grandparents who are saying, I only do. And here's my thing. As a mother, I could not see me have a daughter. I don't give a damn if she's married. I could not see me have a daughter who works full time, who's raising children, who has a relationship with her husband and saying, I'm only going to watch your kids if you're working. Because I know that as a woman or as a parent, your marriage is important. So why wouldn't I have your kids so that way you and your husband can have time so that way that benefits my grandchildren as well because they have happy, healthy parents who have a great marriage and that way they're an example for marriage and relationships to their children. Why wouldn't I have my grandchildren for that? Why wouldn't I be present with my grandchildren for all holidays and special events and things? Why wouldn't my grandchildren want that support from me? Why wouldn't I want to open up my home? Why wouldn't I want to have grandchildren who's like, I want to go to my granny's house. I want to go to my granny's house and I never want to come home because granny's house is so freaking awesome. Why is that not important? You know, we have this era of grandparents when in all reality, this is what it comes down to. You're selfish. You don't want to be a grandparent. And that's exactly what it is. Anybody who is setting limits on the relationship saying, I'm not going to be a grandparent outside of when you go to work, you're not a grandparent. That's not being a grandparent. That's being a selfish individual. I respect people a lot more if they just say what it is. I respect you a lot more saying, actually, I didn't like raising my own kids. I don't enjoy being around kids. So that's why I don't want to be involved with your kids. But then we also have these grandparents who feel like they are obligated to be recognized as grandparents when they aren't participating actively in the lives of their grandchildren. So we have like parents like mine who want to brag on their grandkids or who want to go on Facebook and stuff and like, you know, comment 
like, oh, this is so cute, or they're so great, or nanny loves you, but you don't even pick up the phone to say that. You don't even let them come over your house, but you have to showboat. You want, you want all of the benefits of being a great grandparent without any of the work, without actually having to grandparent. Another big thing when it comes to grandparenting that has, you know, affected me that I think is very disgusting that has affected a lot of people is the favoritism. And I feel like this probably takes place more with the grandparents who display favoritism with their own kids. So that's the, you know, that's exactly how it correlates for me. Um, you know, there's favoritism in our household. My mom has her favorite. It's clear. Anybody who is close to our family or within our family that wants to deny that is a damn lie. They see it because it's so evident, right? Um, so much so to where it doesn't even bother me. I just joke about it at this point because it's like weird at this point. But she has a favorite. And I knew when that favorite had a child that things were going to go accordingly and they are going accordingly. Um, and I think that's weird and I think it's messed up that, you know, my children can come home and be upset because they know that they're not cared about equally. They know that if they pick up the phone to call to come, they're going to be told no where another one is they actively over there. You know, my grandmother never only had me. Sometimes she did, but that was rare. All of my cousins was always over there with me. It was never just me. Like, I don't ever see her even saying, actually, no, because I have one of them over here so nobody else can come over. That's That was never a thing, you know, and I think it's sick and sad that people make excuses as to why that's even okay. Why it's okay to make a difference between grandparents, I mean, between your grandchildren. Why it's okay to be this active, involved grandparent with one child. If anything, it's more sickening, sickening because we see that you're capable of doing it. You're capable of being a really good grandparent. You're just choosing not to. You're making an active choice. So with this, what do we do moving forward? I can tell you what I've done moving forward. What I've done moving forward is a complete cutoff. If you can't respect boundaries put in place, if you can't respect my parenting choices, if you do not care to have a true relationship with my children, if you do not care to be supportive, why should you have access to my children? And that's the big question that we should all be asking ourselves. I feel like a piece of us just wants these people to change so bad. We want it so bad because we know what it's like to have good grandparents or we might not, or we might know how it feels to not have good parent grandparents and we don't want our children to experience that too. A part of it is us trying to fill this void within ourselves, but then who's really the ones that are risking this situation? It's our children. So, you know, my husband and I have chosen to make an active decision to say, hey, if people are not going to be positive with our children, our children don't need to be around those people. 
if they're going to drive a wedge, if they're going to cause a problem, if they're going to be rude and nasty, if they're going to be negative, if they're going to overstep boundaries, they should not be involved with our children because you wouldn't let a stranger do that. So why is it okay for your mama to do it? Why is it okay for your daddy to do it? It's not okay. It's unacceptable. So move forward with having a healthy relationship with your children yourself. Give them all the involvement and love and connection that they need in everything that you can do. Outsource people because sometimes you have to create your own villages, which means, you know, granny might not be blood granny. Granny might be the next door neighbor who chooses to let the kids come over whenever they want and plays games and lights up whenever she sees them because she didn't get the opportunity to have her own grandchildren. And now she has this opportunity to be one to yours and she wants to do it willingly, voluntarily. So maybe that should be who granny is. You know, there are lots of other spaces for your children to be involved in. And then the major thing you can do moving forward is when it's my turn, I'm going to change the narrative. It's just like breaking generational trauma with your children. It's your turn. So you're not doing all the messed up stuff that your parents did. You're changing it. And it sucks because it feels like, Damn, not only are we having to be better parents and break that trauma, now we have to turn around and be better grandparents and break that trauma. So it's like triple the work on us as parents, you know, because now, you know, it's sad that I'm 30 years old and I'm planning on how am I going to be a grandparent in 20 or 30 more years. That's exhausting. But at the end of the day, when you heal yourself, when you heal these generational traumas and you move forward, it's been shown that you're healing seven generations. So you might have to put in all of this hard work, but I'd rather put in all of this hard work. So why? It's second nature to my children. My kids don't think about what type of parent they're going to be because it's just normal to be a good parent. My Children aren't going to think about what type of grandparents their children are going to receive because it's just normal to be a good grandparent. You know, like those things will just come like second nature and you're healing generation after generation after generation because you're choosing to be that change. So unfortunately, if that means I got to figure out what type of granny I'm going to be and I have to make a motivated granny page in 30 years, then that's just what I'm going to do so that way I can make sure to heal my whole family. I'm not just healing me. I'm not just healing my children. I'm healing my whole family, and you're creating something more beautiful and more great. For the grandparents who are listening to this, I pray it's those grandparents who actually want to be involved grandparents. Um, If it's not an involved grandparent, most likely they've already cut off the podcast if they started listening. Um, But if you are an involved grandparent, bless you. If you're listening to this podcast to gain some type of knowledge or trying to figure out how to do something differently or better, that's awesome. That's amazing. Pat yourself on the back and do the work. You know, it's never too late to try to change and fix things. And I feel like just as people in general, you get comfortable in yourself and especially older people who have been used to doing things for decades aren't going to change. You can change today and have a good relationship. You can change relationships. You can heal hurts. It's a thing. 
take accountability, say I'm sorry, and just move forward. It's literally that simple. It's It doesn't have to be difficult. What's difficult is all of the fight that you put up to not just do the simple stuff. So, you know, I thank you if you are a grandparent who's like, okay, I need to make some changes. I need to take some notes. I need to be better. If you're one of those people who's not and you just feel the need to defend what you're doing, that's on you. It's your life to live. That has nothing to do with me. You know, I just pray that you have children who are listening to this and they're just going to have to be better grandparents at the end of the day. Because at the the basis of Motivated Mama podcast, the basis of healing generational trauma, the basis of trying to fix these negative you know, relationships and stigmas is to heal our children, to raise happy, healthy, strong-willed individuals that will not continue these things moving forward. My children grow with your children. My grandchildren are going to grow with your grandchildren. We want that to change. We don't want these same issues to keep brewing. That's the whole point of acknowledging the dirty stuff, the nasty stuff, the scary stuff, the, you know, the hurtful things, the negative shit is to fix it. So that way all of our kids can grow up healthier and know like, okay, none of that stuff was normal anymore. And it's creating a new normal for our children. And like I said, it just comes easily to them because that's just how they grew up and they grow up happy and healthy. And that's the whole point of this. Forget me, forget you. The whole point of this is for our kids to grow. And so, you know, I hope that you all are able to pass this episode along to someone who needs it, um, someone who may need validation to not feel bad for saying, okay, I have to cut you off, you know, or somebody saying, hey, mom, I think you need to listen to this because this is how I'm feeling and right now I can't have this conversation with you. Um, So be sure to like this episode, subscribe to Motivated Mama Podcast, and share it with all your friends and family and any parents that you know so that way they have another tool for their parenting toolbox. And I thank you so much for listening. And until next time, you guys have a great day. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.